Hey there, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions, such as how do I get my show on Spotify and all the other places people love to listen? How can I make money with this podcast? And where do I want to host this show? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors so you can get paid to podcast. As an Anchor user myself, I love how easy it is to upload my podcast and the fact I can get to Spotify and other platforms. Plus, I love the fact I can now start making money with my talent and my podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. It's episode 49 of the Gem and the Queen's Crown, and we're looking at a topic that covers not only the local Sunday sports area, but all around. It's the battle of the sexes. <laughs> Welcome to the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the podcast covering local Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, CastBox, Anchor.fm, Acast, Radio Line, Spreaker, Podbean, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Overcast.fm, Player.fm, Listen Notes, Radio Public, Podbay.fm, Audible, Playapod, Cloudcaster, gpotter.net, Feed, Pod Paradise, Digital Podcast, iVooks, Podcast Blaster, Podcast Pup, TheLeeWMowen.com, and GemCitySports.com. Music is provided by FreestockMusic.com. Now, on to the podcast with your host, Lee W. Mowen. Before we roll on with episode 49 of the Gem and the Queen's Crown, just a friendly reminder that you can visit theleewmowen.com slash podcasts for every platform that the podcast is available on, and pick your poison and listen from there. Again, every platform that the Gem and the Queen's Crown is available, you can click the link, theleewmowen.com slash podcast, click the link of whatever platform you'd like to listen to, and enjoy as we get to episode 49 and 50 today, but this is episode 49, as the title says. So, why am I doing an episode about Battle of the Sexes? When it's not really a local Sunday sports thing, it is more of a sports thing. Well, the other day, my good friend and broadcaster upon Wing AM, sports talk host Mark Schlemmer, who also is an amazing source of sports, local and national, on his Facebook page. You can give him a friend request if you want. Mark had a topic about 
your favorite football team for the women. And there was someone in particular that kind of took offense to it. And eventually requested of me to do an episode on, and I quote, How the majority of women don't know sports, but yet pretend to be fans only when it's convenient for them. Convenience above wrong. End quote. Well, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Answer, not that. What I'm going to do instead is tell you why women and men belong in sports. And I'm not just going to talk about fans. Nope. We're going to talk about women that belong in sports in general. We're going to talk about women in sports media, which is broadcasting, journalism, social media too. You can throw that in there. We're going to talk about women, sports, and athletes. And I'm going to tell you exactly why I feel that women and men need to share the love of sports. Now I know what the first counter is going to be. But, 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 women, women don't know anything about sports. Uh, Women only like sports to chase men uh, and chase the athletes. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. There's some exceptions out there. Sure. Just as there's exceptions that not all men are sports fans. There's some men out there that don't like sports. And that's okay. There's some women out there that don't like sports. Like my girlfriend. Which, again is A-OK. Women like sports just like men do. And you know what? There's men fans that don't know a thing about sports, just like to see the action. There's women fans out there about the same thing. And there's men fans that know everything about sports. And there's women fans out there that know everything about sports. And I'll start with the example locally when Dayton had two Federal Hockey League teams. First was the three years of the Demons, and the fourth year and the second team would be the Dayton Demolition. Some of the hardcore followers that went to every single game made it to Hare Arena to watch their team play and hung out with them after the game. They know more about the sport than some of the people that just wanted to see a hockey game. And they're not Puck bunnies, as they're called in hockey. There's cleat chasers for baseball, maybe even football, I don't know. But you get my point. They're not like that. They love the sport, that's why they follow the teams. And they're good people, too. And there's one name from the past I'd like to bring up. We talked about her. Oh, it was Mark and I, before we did the roundtable. Hera Clara passing away. Hera Clara was one of a kind. What a great soul she was. Used to call up Mark's show when he was on WONE and talk about the Browns, talk about NASCAR, talk about local hockey. She had a smile you couldn't replace. She's always at Hair Arena, too, taking the tickets and scanning them. That's why she got her nickname. I don't know why I need to explain that part, but I did. My point is... You can't lump a whole gender like, oh, but women only like sports because it's convenient. You know what? There's some men that do that too. You can't lump it like that. Actually, 
to tell you a little backstory in this podcast that was originally supposed to be with a co-host. Uh, she came up to me and was like, hey, we should do a podcast type of thing. Well, short terms, we were thinking about doing a show at MVCC, which is cable TV, you know, for communities. It's it's off Alex Bell on 725, but we were talking about that, and unfortunately life happened, so I took the torch and ran this podcast by myself. I still like to get her on a future episode of the podcast, just to see, you know, what would she do different and everything like that. Women know sports. Men know sports. It doesn't really matter about the gender. Alright? Now I'll jump into the media and the writing, the broadcasting, and social media. If you follow me on Twitter, which is at the Lee W. Mowen, go follow me if you want. I follow just about everyone from every sport fan base in North America. I said just about. And you know what? There's men and women that I enjoy reading their tweets from. There's men and women that I enjoy reading their articles from. There's men and women that I enjoy seeing them work, seeing what their broadcast booth looks like, what the field looks like, what the surrounding area looks like. I don't really care if it's a man or a woman. As long as they're talking sports, I'm falling through. I like it. In fact, some of the female sports writers and female broadcasters that I follow, they really bust their tail. They do great work. In fact, one of them, I feel like she has a broadcast every day for lacrosse, which I'm super jealous about, but for a long stretch, it was like lacrosse game, lacrosse game, here's a hockey game thrown in, lacrosse, 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 which is cool. Lacrosse is a sport that I really want to start following more. Now, you know, locally, of course, but she's from the New England area. She likes New England sports. It's great seeing that. There's one that I recently followed, writes tremendously well. And you might notice I'm not giving out names, because I don't want you, the person that disagrees with me, to harass them. In fact, I, I, one thing I really hate is the harassment you get on social media. Not me, I'm not more harassing, I'm kind of, you know, an insignificant speck. But, just for being a woman, they'll, they'll get disrespect just because, oh, you're a girl, you don't know. Like, oh, well, oh, you mean you get tickets to the game? Which isn't really battle the sexes there, but that's another common complaint. And then there's, you know, people that hit on them just because, oh, you like sports, huh? It, I... Leave them alone. Let them do their work. You know why? Because they do good work, too. Like I said, men and women deserve to be sports fans, work in sports. And you know what? That's it. I could end the episode right now if I really wanted to, but I'm not. Because I told you there's more points that I want to cover. I talk about, you know, women working, you know, broadcast and journalism. Let's say there's a big, important job opening. And you know what? There's men and women in there. I want the employer to pick the 
most qualified candidate, not just based on my gender or the color of the skin, if we're jumping to that boat, but most qualified. That's what I want. We're not going to go into women's sports. As you know, as a local announcer, there's a lot of teams that I get to see, and I'm very lucky to have the jobs that I do over at the University of Dayton and Wright State University. I see women's sports, I see men's sports. They're fun. They're great to announce. I have a blast. And hopefully the teams that are out there playing, you know, either have a blast listening to me or, you know, don't hear me and don't think I'm awful. So, you know, those are the two I'm hoping for. Women play sports just as hard as men. And the female sports that I get to cover as an announcer are soccer, softball, hockey. There's women's hockey out there, and there's some hard-hitting teams. Just the other day, I got to do a roller derby bout, but more on that later. Now, I know the first argument on that is, but but softball doesn't have big as fields as baseball. The ball's bigger, too. That means it's easier to hit, right? No. The ball is bigger means it's heavier, therefore you have to get a better swing on that. And because the fields are smaller, it's not as easy, you know, get into left center or right center gaps. Is softball fun like baseball? You bet it is. Swinging a bat, you're in the, hearing the ping of the bat when you get great contact, seeing the ball leave the fence, getting to see a home run, that's fun. Seeing the Runners run around the bases, close play at home. It doesn't matter to me. Baseball and softball are fun to announce. There's differences, of course. Softball, like I mentioned, smaller dimensions. The infield's all dirt. Baseball, well, the base running pads are dirt, but if you have an all-turf field, then it's turf. But there you go. The soccer, it's played on the same field, the same time limit and everything, which I love in college soccer, I mean. For WPSL, which is the Women's Premier Soccer League, if I remember right, that's the summer soccer league that has a team in Cincinnati, Columbus, and they would have had a team in Dayton if not for the one-year hiatus, and hopefully they're back in 2019, I hope. They play the same time. Except the season is a little bit shorter on the women's side. There's 10 games for the women compared to, oh, I think 12, 12 to 15, somewhere in there, depending on how many you get to play. I feel like people just discredit women's sports right off the bat. It's like, oh, it's women. <laughs> they can't, They can't dunk a ball as hard as, you know, the men can. Well... We're talking basketball now, as you might hear from the phrase dunk. Actually, can you dunk in soccer? I don't think you can. You can dunk the ball, you know, in front of you. It's a goalie, but that's not important. What I'm talking about is, in basketball, in college now, the three-point line's the same. The only weird thing is, in college basketball for women, it's ten minute quarters for each compared to men's two halves of 20 minutes. Same time, just there's a break in the middle 
of first and second and third and fourth. Whereas in men's, you just have the media timeouts. And for the women's side, you get one media timeout per quarter. So that would be... What would that be? Would that be two more breaks? Do you have the two media timeouts? No, that'd be one less, actually. Of course, teams can call timeouts, too, but I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is, in my opinion, sports are sports. It doesn't matter what gender's out there playing. I want to see sports. I want to work in sports. I love sports. Give me sports. Women playing? I'll watch it. Men playing? I'll watch it. Now, I know that's not the general consensus, you know, if you're talking about professional basketball, the NBA and the WNBA. In the first take I did before Audacity decided to eat half the clip, <clears throat> thanks Audacity, I was talking about how WNBA doesn't have the audience that the NBA does, which is a fact. Some NBA markets don't have WNBA teams to play in the summer, like Cleveland. Cleveland used to, but they move or folded years ago. There's a franchise, the New York Liberty. They do not play in the same building, which is Madison Square Garden, as the Knicks do. I can't say that about every other team. Chicago, I thought, played at the UIC Pavilion a long time ago. I'm not sure if that's still the case. Indiana's WNBA team, the Fever, they play at the... I was going to say uh, Conseco, but that's not right. That's Banker's Life. I'm living in the past. Please advise Indianapolis. No, the Pacers and the Fever play in the same building, which is great. It's what needs to happen. And it's also, I think it's the same ownership. I thought the Liberty and the Knicks were the same ownership too, but I'm not sure on that anymore. I don't think so. Las Vegas is the only exception where an NBA team isn't. And the WNBA team is there. They were formerly of San Antonio, Texas, which are home of the Spurs. Which, by the way, what's happening with the Spurs? The Cowhigh Leonard and most of the Spurs. Tony Parker, after, what, 16, 17 seasons? A two-year deal with the Charlotte Hornets. What I'm trying to say is, it is correct. WNBA doesn't have the... I don't want to say listenership. The, the market... They don't have the same pull as the NBA. I hope it gets to that point, but I don't know. I'm just a guy talking about Cincinnati Dayton sports on this podcast and hoping to find a job. That's what I hope to do. But my point is, give women's sports a chance. Don't be like, oh, women's sports is not as exciting as men's sports. Because you're wrong. They are exciting. So I talked about media folks, I talked about athletes, which by the way, the other day I saw an article on Twitter saying that girls soccer is the leading concussion sport, that it's like 27% of all uh, brain injuries are in women's sports and 24 is only in football, which football's a rough sport, soccer, I mean you'll have some contact, you're not supposed to go full bully charge on them, I mean not unless he won a red card or a yellow card. I never I never would have guessed that. Okay, back to the original topic. I like to talk about some of my personal experiences about women in sports. First one right off the bat, I want to tell you what I did Saturday. I got to announce my first ever 
Roller Derby bout at the Dayton Convention Center, home of the Gem City Roller Derby team. And in fact, during this recording, in episode 50's recording, I'm wearing my brand new Gem City Roller Derby shirt. I love this thing. It's really cool. Didn't realize that Gem City changed their logo some time ago, but, you know, we're not talking about logos. What we are talking about is, these women are some of the toughest athletes I've ever seen. They practice constantly, almost every day, about a couple hours at the Orbit Fun Center in Huber Heights. For roller derby, you might think, oh, well, it's just women tackling each other and stuff like that, right? No. You gotta skate, like hockey, except, you know, wheels, not actual skates. Actually, skating derby. That'd be kind of cool, except skates, and then you get one in the face, and oh, and never mind. That's why I don't invent sports. That's a bad idea. I'm sorry. No, but my my point on roller derby is you gotta skate. It's a flat track. You got four turns each, which, you know, it's an oval shape. It's neat to just see how fast the jammers have to be. It's great to see the blockers use teamwork and slow down these routes so that the ever jammer can't get through. It's really, really cool. Now, of course, if you do an illegal hit or jump the track, then you have to go sit in the penalty box. But my first ever bout announcing, I didn't think I did too well, to be honest. I was trying to learn, like, see the game and learn on the fly, which I, I looked, I did my research on it, but I, I, I don't know, I just, that first bout, you know, it's my first bout, so not great, but hopefully I get another chance. I am proud of my roller derby name, or my roller derby announcing name, uh, you probably saw it on Twitter for a day, I changed my name, I think I got like 10 unfollows because of it, like, ew. But Loudmouth O'Fallon, that's the one I picked up. Loudmouth, because I'm an announcer, that's what I do. Plus, I'm a loudmouth. O is kind of an homage to how I use my middle initial and everything. And Fallon kind of rhymes with my last name, Mowen. So, there you go. I explained my derby name, and everyone was happy. But some of these, some of these hits I saw, just wiping the skaters off the track... They had to go back and reset. Just, It's a rough sport. It's a really fun sport. Now, unfortunately, here in Dayton, the competitive season's over. I'm not sure if the Purple Rain, which is the top team in the Gem City Roller Derby, I'm not sure if they're getting to the playoffs or not. Uh, Their last meet, which was a big one, they couldn't because the track was wet they couldn't stop it from getting wet that was a good explanation right there but they couldn't control it so for well not forfeit but they had to cancel it i wonder why that wouldn't be a forfeit though i don't know this was northeast ohio i think it was toronto which i looked and yes it is toronto ohio there is a toronto ohio not toronto ontario canada and not confused with ontario avenue but that's I'm getting off topic here. Just seeing roller derby, these athletes are quite strong. You have to be taking those hits. And, of course, you have your pads and your helmet. But that's concrete. That stuff hurts. I don't care who you are. If you fall on concrete, ugh, 
It's not great. So the announce the bow that I got to announce was the Violet Femmes, and they beat Enchanted Mountain out of Portville, New York, pretty handily. That second half, really, once Gem City kicked on the gas, that they took charge. It was it was fun to announce. And the second bout, the one they didn't announce, and the second guest announcer did a lot better job than I did. Honestly, let's let's be real here, but. Lavender Hayes took it to the Silver Bridge Bruisers. I'm trying to remember the name on the fly. It was a lot of fun. Next year, once Gem City Roller Derby season starts, come out to Dayton Convention Center. Hopefully that's still their home. But come on out and enjoy yourself. It's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, the athletes, they're superb. They do the same training as men. They play their hearts out. Same as the men do. And personally, like I mentioned, just because it's women's sports doesn't mean it's not sports. Women put the same effort as the men do. So go support women's sport. I mean, that's what Jim DeBelt tries to do in Ohio, talk about girls' basketball. Because, again, same conditioning, and it's still basketball. There's still athletes working to get scholarships. Hopefully, we'll get Jim DeBelt on again. He was on twice on episodes 4 and oh, 15? 14 or 15? 14 was Chad Hollingsworth, whose daughter is now looking at colleges to play soccer at, which is really, really cool. Chad and Jim, they're good guys. They'll hopefully agree with me. On this part. So my next experience. As you might know. I operate the Dayton Dragon scoreboard. And I've been there for 8 seasons. All of my bosses. Which their titles are entertainment directors. Have been women. And you know what? Those bosses have been awesome. As entertainment director. You have a lot of stuff to watch over. You gotta make sure that the environment's doing great. You gotta make sure. you know Everything except the 9 on the field. That's your territory. So that's the kids zone behind the batter's eye, which at fifth third field, it's behind center field. And it's, you know, there's a walkway back there. And there's jump house, basketball shooting. There's a strike zone scene, you know, if you can hit it. My bosses have lawn their plate game after game and even the non-game days to make sure, you know, Everything's lined up. They're amazing at their jobs. I I don't know if I could ever become an entertainment director just because of all the stuff off the field and on the field that's not pertaining to the nine because really it's mostly Reds that operate that, I think. Actually, I don't know that about getting the rosters. In episode 50, I'll tell you about the newest dragon, who is a local. That'd be the second local on the dragons. But, that's not this one. This is episode 49, and we're talking about women and men in sports. So, to wrap it up shortly, I've enjoyed my bosses at the dragons. They've done phenomenal work. That is a tough, tough job, and they've done excellent. I'm proud to work for them. 
I mentioned Derby Bound on Saturday. I mentioned my bosses at the Dragons. I mentioned women's sports. And I've mentioned the fine people that I follow on Twitter. So, to wrap it all up, women and men belong in sports. There's always going to be exceptions, but women know just as much as men. And you know what? There's some women that know more. So that's my response to that. Episode 49 in the books. Before I say goodbye for this episode, I'd like to remind you that episode 50 is going to be recorded today. And it'll be uploaded today, too. So it'll be a twofer on July 10th. Woo! Two! Fur! Yay! I'm glad I said it like that, but no. Episode 50 is being recorded right after this, and we're going to talk about some of the updates to sports in the Dayton area. The Sunday area, I should say. If you disagree with me, that's fine. I mean, I hope I enlighten people about, you know, being fans of women's sports and letting women be sports fans, but... You know, at the end of the day, it's what you believe. And if this doesn't change it, then I don't know. Again, all the platforms that you can listen to the Gem of the Queen's Crown, theleewmowen.com slash podcasts. That's an S at the end. Just one. Not the snake. Just one. So podcasts, and you can pick any of the platforms you'd like to listen to this show on. And you know me, I'll try to find more platforms as as the episodes go by. Episode 52 coming up on July 22nd. And if you have any moments you feel deserve to be showcased, you know the places I'm at on social media. Twitter is at the Lee W. Mallon. Actually, the Lee W. com slash podcasts has that too. You can follow me on Twitter from there, the show on Twitter, and show on Facebook and me on Facebook if you want. That'll do it. Episode 49 of the books. Episode 50 coming up to you soon here on The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Thank you for listening to The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn, Stitcher, PocketCast, Acast, Radio Public, Anchor.fm, Radio Line, Player.fm, Spreaker, Podbean, Podchaser, Overcast.fm, BeyondPod, Podbait.fm, and Listen Notes by searching Gem in the Queen's Crown. Like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown, and follow on Twitter, at Gem on Queen Crown. Follow the host on Twitter and Facebook at The Lee W. Mowen. Visit TheLeeWMowen.com and GemCitySports.com. Music provided by FreestockMusic.com. Music